Good morning. I'm so blessed to be in your midst this morning, and uh, I'd like to thank God for for the opportunity to be here. And as Pastor said, um, to me there is nothing greater than knowing the heart of God, because everything that we buy from the shops. It's got a fingerprint of where it was made. Made in China, made in Australia, and made by the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. And that is my fingerprint. And so when I saw uh, what you got here, that Jesus is Lord. He is truly Lord. And there is no debate about it. Because... There can only be one king and one kingdom at the same time. You never find two kingdoms existing together. So that means there is no kingdom of the devil. Because the two kingdoms cannot exist together. Amen? Amen. It's just a lie that he tries to give to us. There is one kingdom and there is one king. And that king is who? Jesus. Jesus Christ. Are you not sure about it? That king is who? Jesus Christ. Amen. That king is Jesus Christ. Um, As Pastor said earlier, we we do have visitors in our ministry, and and, um, they all came to be part of us. And uh, thank you very much for those from Melbourne and Barat as well, good friends. And Waga, Margaret, coming with us all the way. Uh, This afternoon, you're going to might hear some of them share a bit from what the Lord has put in their hearts. And um, but it's for this morning, let's uh, continue waiting upon God uh, and just hear what God has to say for us. As the word encourages us that we are in this world, but it's not our home. Every day we should, as we wake up every morning, we should be thinking about our home. We should be thinking about our home more than what is around us, more than what is happening around us. And um, as I was waiting upon the Lord, um, what to share with you um, is, is a journey. It's always a journey and a very interesting journey to wait upon the Lord. But I believe this morning God uh, wants to share with us his heart about um, what he has done for us, what he has done for us, and what he's doing for us. Because he never did it and stopped. He is working every day. He is working even right now. Amen? Amen. And um, I would like us to think of this one word in the Bible, which is found several times. I won't bore you with all those statistics and what it is about, but this morning I would like me, um, us to think about rest. Finding rest in Christ. And how can we find that rest in Christ? In Matthew chapter 11, from verse 28, 
onwards, Jesus said, and I'll read from the Amplified Bible. Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden and overburdened, and I will cause you to rest, or I will give you rest. I will lease and review and refresh your souls. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find the rest and cease and the refreshment and the recreation and blessed for your souls. For my yoke is light, useful, not harsh, not oppressing, but comfortable, gracious, and pleasant. And my burden is light and easy to be borne. Those are words from Jesus Christ and is an invitation to all of us to take. He says, come. If you are all you labor and are heavy laden, this world is not our home. And because it's not our home, it makes us know that it is not our home. How? Because it oppresses us from every corner, east, west, south, so that you know you are not home. Amen? Amen. Father, we thank you for your word this morning. And Lord, as we share in the next minutes here, Lord, we, I just thank you for the anointing of the Holy Spirit. May your presence and grace rest upon us right now. Father, I thank you. I thank you for your presence. I thank you for the Holy Spirit. I thank you for each one of us. That Father will communicate by the Spirit, but not by our mind. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So when Jesus was talking about rest and inviting us to a point of rest, what did he mean by that? And what is rest? When we think of rest, we think of rest as freedom from, from work or activity. We think rest as stopping to do anything. But a body is at rest when it ceases to move. The mind is at rest when it ceases to be disturbed. But there is one thing that is never at rest, and I don't know whether you've noticed that, is the sea. Is the sea ever at rest? (laughs) It's a constant reminder to us that we can find rest. The word rest in Hebrew, it means to be quiet. Jesus invites us to a place of quietness. But there's so noise, so much noise everywhere outside. Must have been to Kenya like Pastor, you, you've heard all the, the noise in the, along the roads and in India, it's worse. The beeping, beep, 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 and you wonder who, 
Which one do I listen to? But all kinds of noise. But the noise is not even the noise that we... Sometimes it's not, not the noise that is happening out there. It's actually the noise that is happening in our mind as well. In our heart. And that is the most disastrous. That is the most um, damaging noise. Because when we lie to rest, we can't rest. You try to close your eyes. Um, a few months ago... We had a patient admitted at the, at the hospital, and uh, I was invited by the family to pray with him. He is a believer. But one thing he was telling me is that, Pastor, I don't want to close my eyes and sleep because I think if I do that, I may never wake up. <laughs> what do you call that? And he stayed awake for two nights consecutively. But how, man, how much can you stay without a sleep? You know, when God gave us sleep, it was for a purpose. And when you find you can't sleep, then there's a reason for you to claim your sleep back. Because sleep belongs to you. It's a gift from the Father, for you to rest, so that when you wake up the following day, you are rested. Amen? And that is what rest is about. You know, after praying with my brother and encouraging him to that night, he said, you know what? I'm going to sleep. And in two minutes, he was fast asleep. Because he knew that waking up here on earth is not better than waking up in heaven. I may believe that. I do believe that. And that is the best. That is, that is the best encouragement that he received. And, and he told me that he really enjoyed it. He really enjoyed the sleep the following day. And from that time, he started receiving his healing. Because he allowed Christ to give him rest. And because of that rest, his healing began to happen. Amen? Amen. The Greek word also for the... Uh, rest, it means refreshment. Refresh. How many need to be refreshed? I need to be refreshed every time. I need that refreshing. Sometimes you go to bed, you wake up in the morning, and it's like, I can do it another sleep. <laughs> do you feel like that sometimes? Yeah, that's the time we needed refreshing. But when Jesus was talking about rest, his rest meant more than that, meant more than just resting the body. It meant more than just the rest that we get from the sleep. It meant um, ceasing from our own 
worry, anxieties, insecurities, name them, and handing them back to him. Just as he says in, my, in another part of the word, cast unto me all your burdens. Learning to cast our burdens to Christ is the, a step towards finding rest in him. And when we cast the burdens to him, we need to learn to forget about what we have done because he's taking care of that. In the book of Hebrews, chapter 4, verse 1 to 3, God had a purpose when he chose the children of Israel. And it's, it's the purpose was to give them rest. You remember what was happening to them in Egypt? They were slaves. They were subjected to hard labor. But God appeared through Moses. And he told them, come, I'm going to take you to your very own land. A land flowing with milk and honey. A land where you will enjoy. And a land where you find rest. That is the call that he gave them. But we see them walking through the wilderness and facing all the challenges. And some of them never ended finding that rest. I would like us, before we read um, that um, Hebrews, that we may read um, in the book of uh, Exodus. Exodus chapter 14. And Exodus chapter 14 was a great moment for the Israelites because that's the time they had left Egypt. But we see in verse 9 that the Egyptians decided to pursue them over horses and chariots. They pursued them. Here you are walking on foot and someone is pursuing you on a chariot and horse. They are going to catch you definitely. But in verse 13 of that chapter 14 of Exodus, these are the words that Moses was told to tell the people. Moses told the people, fear not, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord which he will work for you today. What was he told? Fear not. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord which he will work today. I believe that word is for all of us today. That God is a God of today he is still doing salvation. He is still setting free. He is still coming through. So whatever you are going through, don't fear. Stand in quietness, knowing that the God is a God of today and is doing it. 
And he says, for the Egyptians you have seen today, you shall never see them again. Hallelujah. When I read that, it's just um, a few weeks ago, I, when I woke up, I thought I was waking up. But I was actually in a dream. And in that dream, I had this very clearly, that the Egyptians that you see today, you'll never see them again. And I asked the Holy Spirit, what does that mean? The Holy Spirit told me, it's a new beginning. Every time with the Lord is a new beginning. Can you trust him for a new beginning every time in your life? He is a God who gives us a new beginning every time. And that new beginning is not a new beginning for, uh, uh, for defeat, but it's a new beginning for victory. It's a new beginning for breakthrough. Because remember what I started by when I started, that there, is only, there can only be one king. And that king is who? Jesus. 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 That's what they were told. And verse 14, it says, The Lord will fight for you. He, will ne- he has never stopped fighting for us. It doesn't matter the kind of battles that we are facing through. I know sometimes it can be so painful even in our body. And you wonder, is, is there anyone who can take that pain away? But I tell you, he's always fighting for us. All you need to do is just where the pain is, hold that pain and tell him, thank you, Lord, because you are fighting for me. Thank you, Lord, because we are not losing this battle. Thank you, Lord, because even if I come, I'm coming home. Hallelujah. You don't have to turn back and be feel, feel discouraged and down. Oh, I don't know what's going to happen. Well, I know what is going to happen. What's going to happen is that Jesus is King. Jesus is Lord. Amen. Amen. Thank you, sister. He is our strength. And he, he continued to say, And you shall hold your peace and remain at rest. Now, most of the Bible, vers- uh, Bible versions don't translate. This is amplified, and it, it puts those two words together. Most of when they say, you shall be quiet, or you shall be silent. But here it says, you shall hold your peace and remain at rest. Now, if I go the, back to the translation of these words, the Hebrew word, translated the peace and the remain at rest is actually the word shalom. And the word shalom does not just mean peace. It means wholeness. It means completeness. It means everything coming together in order. When Jesus stopped the storm and he said peace, he, meant, he told the storm, storm, come into order. And what is the order of the storm? The order of the storm is not to destroy lives. It's not to destroy homes. It's to bring rain to us. 
So if everything in your life comes into order, that is shalom. That is the wholeness. And this is what they, were, they are being told, that do the Lord will fight for you and you shall remain in shalom. Can you help me preach to your neighbor? Turn to them and tell them, Shalom. Amen. Shalom. Did they hear it? Did they say back to you, Shalom? Yes. Amen. Amen. So let's go back now to first Hebrews 11. And it says, uh, Hebrews 4, verse 1 to 3. It says, Let us therefore fear, lest a promise being left of us being entering into rest, any of you should seem to come short of it. For unto us was the gospel preached as well as unto them. But the word preached did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in them that had it. For we which are believed do enter into his rest. How do we enter into the rest? By believing in the word of God. Believing in his promises. Believing in what the word of the Lord says. Not, not what other people tell us, but what God says. Because remember, we are made where? Not from China, not from Australia. Where are we made? From the kingdom of God. And made for eternity. And pastors tried to define eternity to us. And what an impossible task to do. Can we? Our brain cannot understand it. Yeah, I'm made for eternity. I'm created for eternity. The Lord who says, before I formed you, I knew you. Do you know he knew us? He knew you? And he had a purpose. He had ordained you. He had chosen you to walk in a certain path. And if he chosen you to walk in that path, then one thing that should be sure for us all the time is that there is enough grace to take us through. Never stop in the middle thinking, oh, I can't make it. Know that there is enough grace to take you through. And this is what Paul says, that when he cried to the Lord, he told him, my grace is sufficient for you. Well, there is no day that it will never be sufficient. Today you can walk in the supermarket, in the shop, and possibly you find whatever you are looking for is not in the shelves. And you ask, oh, we have run out of that. But I tell you, grace never runs out. Where sin abounds, much more grace abounds. Because that is what it, it does. That is what grace does. The grace is there always for us. And I would encourage you to keep in the word of the Lord, knowing that he is our God. He is more than able for us. When you see me scrolling, that is, is that is because I'm jumping most of what I was to say. 
But uh, I believe what I'm saying now is what the Lord is saying to us. So hearing the word of God, it means obedience. And it means serving God. It, the Bible says in Job 3, 36, verse 11 to 12, If they obey and serve him, they shall spend their days in prosperity and their years in pleasantness and joy. If only they can obey. The key here is to obey. The key here is to hear his voice in the midst of all the noise that we have. In Psalms 95, Come, let us worship and bow, and let us kneel before the Lord our Maker. That is verse 6. For he is our God, and we are the people of his pasture. The sheep of his hand. Today. When? Not yesterday. When? Today. Today. If you will hear his voice, harden not your hearts. Don't start saying, oh, maybe this is what it is, the word is saying. Maybe this is the way it is saying. No. What it says, it is what it's saying. Don't try to interpret the word according to the modern society. You say, oh, in our society today, you know you have to understand so many things have changed. Well, there is one thing which does not change. And our Jesus is the same today, yesterday, and forever. So the society can change, and the devil does. But we are not supposed to change. Why? Because we are made for eternity. In other words, we have not begun our life. This is a rehearsal. Yeah? This is a rehearsal. 70 years is a rehearsal. So if you, if, if you faint during rehearsal, surely, how, how will you spend in eternity? You better be strong. Let's, let's be strong. Knowing that we have eternity. And, and for us to be strong is one thing. God is speaking. And let's hear his voice. Jesus said, my sheep know me and they hear my voice and what do they do when they hear my voice they run away no they follow me they follow me that is John chapter 10 they hear my voice and follow me When you hear his voice, you know what he's saying. Well, the other, the other thing that he says in the same place is in the same chapter. He says from verse 9 to 10, I am the door. Anyone who enters through me will be saved. He will come in and he will go out freely and will find pasture. He who does work, he who comes through the door. And I tell you, there is only one door. And today as you walk 
into your house, as you open that door, I want you to remember this. There is only one door. And that is Jesus Christ. And that door into your house is reminding you about the door, Jesus Christ. Let the the door of your house prophesy to you that as you enter in, that there is a door. There is a true door. There is a true and perfect door. The door you are entering is maybe the frames are made of wood which are rotting from behind and you can't see. Or maybe metal which is rusting. But there is a, a true door. And that true door is Jesus Christ. Let's walk in him. Let's trust him. Because we are called for obedience. I know of someone who missed out his blessing through lack of obedience. Do you know that? They've got so many examples in the Bible. But one example that is so powerful is the example of Saul, King Saul. When he went to Beryl, and Samuel told him, do not give the offering until I come. But what happened? Samuel delayed for seven days. And so thought, oh, this army is going to kill us. He started being fearful and people started walking away from him. And he thought, well, bring that sacrifice. Was he supposed to offer the sacrifice? No, he was not a Levite. That was the work of Levites. He did. And the Bible says, as he he was just finishing, Samuel turned up. You see, he just missed his blessing by a minute or so because he didn't wait upon God. He didn't obey the word of God. Let's choose to obey the word of God. Today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your heart. God is speaking to you every day when you go to bed, when you rise up, when you talk to people. Listen to his voice. Don't try to change it. Don't try to think it is your thoughts. God is speaking to you through your friends, through your servants. Through everything that you're doing, God is speaking to you. And if you can't hear that voice, ask him to help you hear his voice. Amen? God bless you. And looking forward to this afternoon together in his presence. But remember, one king... Jesus Christ. One door. Jesus Christ. We might have so many doors, colored, different colors, but there's only one true door. And when we enter through that door, what do we find? We find pasture. We find freedom. We find joy. That is our door. Amen? Amen. Father, we thank you for your word this afternoon and we bless your name that you are King of kings and Lord of Lords. Lord of Lords. Thank you for each one of us here, Father. That if there is anyone in our midst who is fearful, we rebuke that in Jesus' name. If there is any, anyone in our midst who is discouraged, who is disturbed, who can't have a good sleep at night, we rebuke that in Jesus' name through the blood of Jesus and declare healing, declare breakthrough. Jesus, we choose to walk through the door. 
we chose to come through you and find joy. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 God bless you. Thanks for listening to a Wattle City Church podcast. If you download the Anchor podcast app and type Wattle City Church into the search engine, you can listen to more and great podcasts from Wattle City Church. Thanks.